trends Listen to two best friends You just have the word on the strings Girl, welcome to Word on the Straits, the podcast where we unpack straight culture. And let our fag flag fly. I'm Sam. And I'm Joe. Welcome back. Joe, how in the hell are you? You know, girl, I'm okay. I'm okay. Sometimes that's all we can ask for. It really is. Like, we know 2020, of course, throws curveballs at us, but, like, life throws curveballs balls at us like we can't just like things come up even outside of the uh horror show that is this year and like life just like is a thing she is is, a bitch it is true but i do feel like 2020 has been one of those like automatic pitcher machines just like constantly firing us curveballs one at a time over and over and over it's like god forgot that it was like um not tennis practice but baseball practice but he put he gave us the tennis machine. Does that make any sense? I understand what you're saying. Um, the- what is this curveball you're alluding to? I don't know. Just like it got really fucking cold, <laughs> which like isn't a curveball. This was like always going to happen, but um, it did get cold. And it's just like, uh, is I, I don't know if the world's, the Northern Hemisphere's mental health is ready for winter is what I'm saying. I'm saying as well, like, just some just some crazy shit at work. The, the coronavirus is like a theme. It's crazy. It should be crazy, but I'm okay is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't discussed on the pod yet, and, but I don't really know exactly what temperature you're dealing with as I have retreated southward. I am in Florida currently. Oh, yeah. Um, haven't discussed, but it was cold this week still. I mean, I feel bad complaining about it to you, who I think got three inches of snow the, like yesterday. Girl, but I mean, I, it was 50 degrees here today. <laughs> when I tell you it did not stop snowing yesterday, it did not stop. It started at 1 a.m. and went till like, I want to say somewhere around 10 p.m. It was insane. It was insane. And it was a light dusting the whole time, but that shit adds up. That does build. Because like, once it starts sticking to the ground, it's just like going to layer on top of itself. Mirror. It came out of like one day. It just was the freezing winter, but it's okay. Sandy, how is beautiful Florida? Oh my gosh, it's great. I took all of last week off, and so I was fully able to just relax and sort of decompress. I was like very high stress, high strung uh, over the weeks leading up to my jaunt down south. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice to have a full week off. I finished three books, uh, and I'm Bitch, almost done with the fourth. You go off, and it's been so relaxing. Me, my sister, and her boyfriend got a condo separate from my parents for the month, so that we could come and quarantine away from them. And that uh, two week period is about to wear off, and we're going to go get another test. So we're oh, cool. feeling very safe, and uh, also becoming beautiful beach babes. So it's been great. We just had tacos. uh, So what else could I ask for? And you've been working on this beach bod forever. Of course. I mean, you know, it's a process, but it's finally here, ready for me to flaunt and jaunt. Exactly. Just like the flaunting is fun. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my sister when we were packing 
and I was, we were talking about swimsuits and I was like, well, I only have one. And she was like, I have five and I got them from Amazon for really cheap. And I said, well, mine's from H&M and it was $12. And she said, well, $12 is still a lot for the amount of fabric on your swimsuit. Uh, that's a read. <laughs> it was. That's a read. But it's also like, girl, any, any given bikini is less material than like. Well, she's in one piece these days, but I oh. was, uh, it, it was a read, but it was an accurate read. It was the best kind because it was true. If we, if gays couldn't wear, like, if gays couldn't wear small swimsuits, I don't know if I would want to go through this world. You know, like, give me that. Give me that. I mean, I'm not going to be wearing board shorts, that's for sure. And I mean, frankly, my family should just be happy that I'm not in a Speedo. I think they should be mad that you're not in a speedo. Like, I, if they were my real family, that's what they would be. Right. But speedos need to come back in a big way. I wish people like. Uh, I wish. I think the, that they are. I don't think they ever left the gay community. No, of course, of course. Oh, not. okay. Of course. But you not. mean like for everyone who isn't yeah. a professional swimmer? I want like Anna Winter to clap her hands and like straight dudes everywhere will be wearing speedos all of a sudden the devil wears prada monologue yeah 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 well let's bring in our guest i'm very excited she is a wonderful comedian who i've known since my days in ucb 101 yes! uh where we first met and so i'm very excited to bring a great her place to meet somebody absolutely like, mm -hmm. you're mean, looking that... to make friends yeah and I mean, sometimes there are people who you want to be friends with are few and far between in that level of class. Anyway, let's bring oh. her in. Please welcome to the pod, Emily, Emily Claypool. Hello. How are you? Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing very well. I, I do have to say I love the UCB 101 shout out um, because Absolutely. that was such a time in everybody's life. Um, just what a time to be alive, really, anytime you were doing UCB 101. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, now here we are in 2020 after a, a nice long road, but I'm happy to see your faces. Likewise. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> oh my God, I did an intensive 101. Yeah. Oh my God, so that was, was that like every day or is that like every, like... It was every day. Oh my God. I had like just... I like moved to New York not too long before, a couple months before. And I did it with, oh my God, Sam, what was my question? Lou Gonzalez. Yeah, Lou Gonzalez. Mm. Thank Who you, just started the Squirrel Theater in New York. <gasps> oh I my God. I say that. I just saw that. I was looking that up today uh, because I'm like a Patrick Keene absolute stan. Literally same. Keen, if you are listening. Girl, the thing about <laughs> Patrick Keene has been on this show. We are yeah. stans. We are stans. We, Girl, I'm not going to pretend like him. I didn't listen to the episode. I'm not yes! <laughs> We love him. And his class is about audio commentary or audio comedy, which mm -hmm. I was very, I'm very intrigued by taking, but I, I, and I need to, figure out if I'm able to take that class or not. But I don't know mm -hmm. yet, but I really want to because he's a genius and I would do anything he tells me to do. Yeah, I hear that 100%. He's a spooky I... profesh for sure. Mm, I like that, a spooky profesh. <laughs> 
He, um, I remember when we, and this will just turn into us talking about Patrick Keene for three hours. Girl, I thought the podcast could have been from the very that. beginning. Yeah, I pitched that, but Sam said, no, we can't. I saw him in a Lloyd show a few years ago, and it was the first time, it was one of the first, I think, Lloyd shows that I ever saw when I was still, um, you know, a student at UCB, uh, RIP. Um, and, um, I remember he did this one bit that me and my boyfriend still actually quote to this day, mm. um, which I think is such a magical little moment in an improv show where there is something that like sticks with you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because like, I mean, that's the whole thing that improv will never be done again, whatever it's not captured on video. So there is there is such a small group of people who would even be able to understand it, and mm -hmm. then like you're probably the only two people who still say that thing even <laughs> amongst the audience who was there watching it with you. So it's like it becomes like it's an inside joke that you didn't create. It's really it's a kind of a strange phenomenon, and you're right. It's it's sort of like the inside joke that also will never be done again and never created anywhere else. You know. Uh, which is a like a cute little thing. I mean, like with with things like Middle Edition Schwartz that came out, you know, at the beginning of quarantine, which of course I watch. Mm -hmm. um, There's an interesting like element of camaraderie, I think, that of, with people who had never really seen improv comedy or didn't really know about it, um, and then watched it and like sort of got the sense of what's so magical about it of that sort of everybody in the room being in on the joke and now it's like millions of people are feeling that at the same time which is kind of crazy to me that is how i feel now that survivor has gone on <laughs> like people are obsessed with finding out about it now that it's on netflix and i'm so happy that they're coming to the light and understanding that it's such a great show i'm just the like light, right guys i've been telling you for so <laughs> joe don't act like you don't like survivor okay? i'm just saying don't is it not a shadow you. is it not a shadow what i, I felt Nothing. i felt joe putting air quotes around the light really really hard he yeah where i'm Here's like but they were. I, I love Survivor. <laughs> like I've seen many seasons. I'm just saying, is it a light or is it a shadow? I'm just bringing the question. I'm mm -hmm. saying it's a light because it's one of the greatest television shows ever created. But, you know, I'm happy <laughs> that people are finally with us. I just wish they had been with us. You know what I mean? So if you're with us, then be with us. X-Men, one. Wow, I was, <laughs> or maybe like, two. I was like, is this even gonna catch? Like, thank you for catching that. I love the dramatics of it. I didn't get it, but I felt it. Thank I felt you. it in my heart. This is my best I Halle Berry, I guess. <laughs> I, I can I see the know. whites of your eyes. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to impersonate Halle Berry. Are you a Survivor fan at all, Emily? I don't think so. Um, that's real. I, that's very fine. And totally I said, fine. I don't think so. I remember watching it like the very first season when it was airing live when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that I was like old enough to really like love and understand it. Yeah. And I have not gone back to try to watch it because I'm almost afraid that this sort of like tribe has spoken joke that I have <laughs> in my head that I use a lot um, like won't. But like that catchphrase, you know, the tribe has spoken and then yeah. they really dramatically like, like, you know, vote the person off the island. I just feel like that's not going to hold up. And I don't no, want that definitely to be crushed for me. It'll hold up. I think that it's, that's, it'll be good. And honestly, the two scenes they put on Netflix are the best. So 
Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend. Wait, there's only uh, two seasons on Netflix. Currently, only two. They put on Heroes versus Villains and Kagayan. Wow, that's uh, literally. I would recommend behavior. watching Kagayan because Heroes versus Villains is a returnee season, but it's also good. So, you know, if you, I would say watch Kagayan because they're all new people and you don't know need to know backstory for anyone. Not that you need to know backstory to watch Heroes versus Villains. It's not important. We don't need to discuss. You could say that again. <laughs> it almost feels um, like Bachelor Nation, where like there's like there's sort of like these people that are in the Survivor universe, right? Like, and so yeah, there's that. Like, yeah. If there's people returning, you want to sort of like know about them. I just feel like it really increases the goodness of the story to know who these people are already. But it's not it's not necessary to watch, obviously, because they're like creating a TV show that they want people to watch. Mm-hmm. Anyhui, uh, well, why did you first start doing it, Prof? What got you, what got you into comedy? I think um, it's actually, I was about to sort of spin an answer, um, but I'll, uh, because this is kind of embarrassing, I think, uh, when you ask this question, Um, but I got in it because I was absolutely in love with this guy Mm. um, who- That's uh, a better reason. I, well, I mean, I as a woman, especially in the comedy community, you always want to be like, fuck the men, like, here I am, about to do my thing, like, women can be funny, like, standing your ground kind of shit, uh, which I love, and that's the, you know, philosophy that I have, of course, except for, you know, when you're in a team with all men, which does happen a lot, and then not mm. fuck the men, let's all be a team. Um, <laughs> but I was absolutely, I was in college, and I was in love with this guy, and he invited me to come to a meeting for uh, the comedy club that they had, and I went, because I was like, anything, yes, of course. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, and I went, and two years later, I ended up running the club, um, which That's was really, right. really cool, and then when I moved to New York, I, I just had to do UCB, because that was the thing, and everybody it was elite and it was the thing that you had to do um, if you wanted to be in the comedy world in New York, um, or, you know, I'm putting that in quotes. Um, and that's kind of all where it all began. Did the guy end up falling in love with you? Uh, a little. Mm. <laughs> that's a very, it's a very long story, uh, but uh, yes, a little. Um, and then I ended up falling in love with his best friend, who I have been dating for six and a half years. Oh, okay. okay. That's, so that's an improv scene. It's a win-win-win, then, I think. A win-win-win, yeah. You got an improv. <laughs> Two men fell in love with you. Comedy what? one. Doesn't it always? Mm. <laughs> She's a winner, baby. <laughs> I oh love that, yeah. I, I like to think that it's an uncommon uh, story for starting improv, but I don't know if it is actually. It's just like there are some improv guys that are really cute. Like there's a lot of guys in improv college groups who are like, you know, not assholes. Mm. Like there are some who definitely are, but I feel like there's like, there was this one guy, I'll say his name. I don't care. Turner <laughs> Blashford, friend of the pod. Whoa. He would get like girls asking for his number after every improv show. Oh my god! He's a special case. He's gorgeous. I the mean, man is. Good? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, like he's funny, but like it was also more just like the face was like, damn, you know. So mm. 
Yeah. But um, I feel like there are some, some guys are catches, even though it's a pretty unattractive habit to do. See, I, I'm, I go back and forth on it where I'm like, cause when I do comedy, I'm like, I am the, this is the least attractive state I've ever been in. <laughs> vibe, yeah. No one would ever want to even look at me after this. But then I watch improv and I'm like, this is hilarious. And I'm in love with that guy. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's really just about project. I mean, it's not projecting. It's like self doubt and uh, what's it called? Imposter syndrome. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like also, and just to bring it all full circle about hot guys and improv is that they, mm-hmm. I, I think like I should have realized that I was bisexual sooner because of the type of guy that I go for is very much the like skinny, weird, um, like improv guy. And there's this whole thing and this whole joke, like particularly on bisexual TikTok. Um, wow. There's a TikTok <laughs> for everything, girls. Like by Zine. There truly is. But they're all like, we love women. Women are so beautiful. We love people of all genders. And yet we love this squiggly, sweaty little improv guy <laughs> that just is not emotionally available. Right. He's never been. He probably won't be for a couple more years. But I saw a TikTok, a, a TikTok today about from a bi woman who is in a relationship with a straight man, and she's like, "We've been dating for four months, and he has a ear piercing, a nose piercing, and he paints his nails now." <laughs> oh. Wow. That's iconic. It it's really something is. in the water. We're just we're spreading the love all around, you know. Yeah, what's that thing? It's like more manly men or whatever. Harry Styles, take your nail polish off. JK, Mm. he's my style icon. I couldn't believe that there was such like a, like there had to be such a big controversy and all these people having to jump out to like defend Harry Styles after that Vogue cover. Like it was gorgeous. It's like I wear dresses all the time and nobody cares. So. And Where? you are, uh, you look exactly like Harry Styles. I, he's the reason I grew out my hair. It's like, where I want a PR scandal. Like, give me one. <laughs> I'll take it, Harry. I feel like the public is too used to your trickery right. to go through a scandal. To really shock mm. them, I'll have to like wear a Steelers jersey or something. Yeah. Like, <gasps> you would have to go the opposite way. Guys, I was at work today and. Like, they were like, guys, wrap it up. We got to get out of here. There's a Steelers game tonight. And I was like, I don't relate to this at all. Like, I didn't know what to say. Like, I hate sports. So I just like, I don't know what to say when so many people love sports, you guys. I just don't know what. This is a my, good problem of mine. My, I, I mean, I faced the same thing living with two avid Steelers fans. And my mm. new bit is to just be very excited and like say things with a lot of exuberance that I'm really excited about it. And it usually gets a laugh. Wow. Really? (laughs) Well, yeah. Cause it goes hand in hand. Cause like, obviously I've just like osmosis learned things throughout the years about sports, even though (sighs) I'm not like engaging. So I like, I combine it with like the one buzzword I know that's relevant to the situation (laughs) and then just like get really happy and excited and it works. Yeah, that's genius. I love that. See, I can't watch football without having like a narrative. Like, I need like a storyline. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend, he loves football. Um, and I like you know my parents always love football. We're like Jets fans, sort of like just by um like 
like hereditarily, I guess, because my dad is a Jets fan <laughs> and his dad was a Jets fan. Um, and like, whenever we watch football, I'm like, okay, tell me about the quarterbacks. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? What about his family? Does he have any like crimes under his belt? Does he have a rap? <laughs> what donations has this guy made? Like, is this guy cool? Like, what what kind of controversy has he faced? What's <laughs> the salary? Yeah, well. <laughs> right. I am the exact same way. I would love football games if they were like a documentary rather than a live event where it's like <laughs> you get sort of the cutaway to an interview with the quarterback and I sort of understand who he is as a person, you know? Let me, spoiler alert, they're all dummies. None of them went to class. And I just want more stakes. Like I want them to cut to the wife who like really needs him to win this game like for her, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm like, that's why it's like all about Friday Night Lights. True, that gives you the drama with sports on the side. And Hayden Panettiere, front and center. Oh, we love. She's not in love. <gasps> no. A girl I'm thinking of Nashville. I'm thinking of Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know the difference. I never saw Friday Night Lights. I never saw Nashville, but we do stand Hayden Panettiere in this house. Like we love her. Absolutely, I stand Connie Britton. Yeah, like, <laughs> so fiercely, but blinded by Connie in that joke. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I that's the way I like it. I would never want to see anything other than her, so I should just put her face on my glasses, and then I won't have to. I'm gonna get like a cousin it wig, but instead of like just straight blonde, it's Connie Britton's hair texture. Oh my god, her and Deborah Messing have me so literally have had me jealous since I was like eight years old. I wanted to have bright, thick, long red hair so yeah. badly. And I could never understand why people made fun of gingers because yeah. or they always, that became like a bad word, like being a ginger because that whole South Park thing or whatever, just people hated people who had red hair. Yeah. I was like, I want that. Like I want to look like Ariel, but like more orange. Yeah, it's Isn't beautiful. That? It's really beautiful hair. I, I do think people are just jealous of gingers because they have like naturally a very unusual hairstyle. And it's yeah. like, everyone's looking to stand out and they, don't, they can do it effortlessly. Mm -hmm. Right, like they don't have to tone their hair every day. They just got it. Like Merida, bitch. Brave. <laughs> True. I never saw Brave. Girl, me neither. It was okay. <laughs> I want to watch it. We need to get up on our culture. First it was yeah, Friday Night Lights, and now it's this. <laughs> Damn it. I do miss the bow moment where every leading character had a bow and arrow. Mm, wow. We had Brave, we had Katniss, we had Hawkeye mm. being added to the Avengers. Like, mm. people loved a bow and arrow for, like, one year and then it's over. I think even Katniss got rid of hers, girl. I never saw the other movies, but. No, Katniss is like all about having a bow. She loves her freaking bow. Yeah, you're right. I saw the second movie. I read that book. <laughs> yeah, and her like skills were kind of unreal. It was one of those things where like, you never doubted if something would go wrong, you know, like in that sense, like she would never miss the shot and like, right. I don't know how much I love that. Like it, it was sort of like in the Queen's Gambit when it was like, you know, I don't know if you guys saw it. She also watched her. Um, but like she would go into a match and you'd be like, she's not gonna lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the only time she lost is when I knew going in that she would lose. Right, exactly. Like because they were leading up to it, they're like they showed you at the beginning of the series, spoiler <laughs> alert, that she was gonna be hung over during one of the matches. 
And then who can win a chess game when they're hung? Who can do anything mm. when they're hungover? Yeah. See, my roommate and I, you know, we hear about the Queen's Gambit girl and we said, no, thank you. We Joe, said, it is no, so good. thank you. So you would really like it if you watched it. Just letting you know. Here's the thing. And that actress, I love. Like, she mm. was in The Witch with two Vs, like the Vivitch. The Vivitch. It's my favorite movie. I love her. I don't know if I need the Queen's Gambit girl. What is it about, really? This girl's just good at chess and she wears that bob? Like, what's going on? Does she it's, have parents? What's going on? It's yes and no. <laughs> and also, all of that, and then add drugs. <gasps> no one and told me there were drugs. I told you it's about her being on horse tranquilizers. Oh, you did tell me about the tranks. On tranquilizers. Girl. Absolutely. It is really good and i think you should at least watch the first episode but okay it's did we nothing, talk about this last not... week we talked about it after the show i think oh okay mm -hmm. the period costumes if you if for nothing else watch it for the costuming you know what is... like oh okay okay joe can you tell me your opinion on the end of the great british bake-off because my mom loved it and my cousin hated it and i don't know who to believe Ooh. That's hilarious. Here's the thing. I was convinced that they were gonna, are you spoiled? Like, I'm not spoiling I anybody. I have not watched the last episode. Oh, then no, we won't talk then about we won't. it. Then we won't, of course you not. You know what? I will fall on the sword for the pod, people. No, absolutely not. That's It's really unnecessary. Um, we won't Literally, discuss. No, especially because if it were like, if somebody went home that week, but like the final, no, you should have that. You should have that. Is it very shocking? I guess it's just a little controversial, but that's all I'll say. And I haven't watched, so I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I'm curious about the culture. Um, but we can move into the, why don't we move into the word on the streets? Uh, it. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue and it's the subject of everyone's stories this yeah, week. Literally it's on everyone's story currently. Right at this very moment. Um, so what are we talking about this week? Emily, today we wanted to talk to you about Spotify wraps. Well, well, well. I am very prepared for this because I was watching Instagram stories earlier and I right. seen every single, probably 300 different Spotify wraps today. So right. let's go. <laughs> and this is not sponsored, but again, we are not opposed. Truly. I would love to be sponsored. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they have not, we, no one has contacted us to be sponsored yet, but- uh, It's just an oversight. Absolutely, I've, I've <laughs> sent some emails, but it's okay. Emily, what are your thoughts overall on the Spotify wrapped? I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence about it, to be completely honest. And I did, I will lead with this by saying that I did do it mm -hmm. um, right off the bat because I felt left out. Um, and that's just like number one rule for me on social media is that if everybody is doing something, I will feel left out if I do not do it. <laughs> absolutely. Um, that's kind of the whole point. Big. I mean, truly it's poison my brain. It's absolutely poison my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like it's sort of the same thing as the Instagram best nine, which also I will preface this by saying I do every fucking year. <laughs> wait is that like oh wait yeah the best nine pick the best nine like the the grid of your like yeah, most liked yeah. photos of the year i just i think that it's cool i think that i like that people are able to like sort of 
look at other people's and maybe see, oh, there, there's this artist that like, I know if that person likes, maybe I would like to listen to them or whatever. But that's also this big thing of like, just Spotify as a conglomerate, like it screams capitalism. Um, especially because all the artists are posting like, thank you for all of like 25 million streams this year. And I'm like, bitch, we thanked you with the money. Like, <laughs> I thanked you with my stream. Yeah, I, I already streamed. Like I streamed it. I'm not gonna listen to it again just because you said thank you. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's weird because like, I love music, period. You know, like, yeah. it's what I spend most of my day listening to, even though I listened to like a couple pods today, a couple pods, solid. But I, but remember when like everybody first had Spotify and you could always see what other people were listening to? Mm. Yes. That, like, that had its advantages and disadvantages. It was like, oh, wow, I'm really listening to the Cheetah Girls 2 soundtrack and like everybody knows that, you know? <laughs> So like that's mildly embarrassing or whatever, but I, I found quickly that you could like turn it off. But I did like the fact that I could just like, you know, see what other people are listening to, but it's less fun really when it's just like Tuesday night, you're doing your homework and you see, oh yeah, you're streaming. Someone else is streaming like Eminem, lose yourself or whatever. It's like, it's more fun for me to see people's raps just to get like, oh, what their faves are. Like what everyone's number one is, is just so funny. It just tells you so much about them. Or not yeah. really, but it's just like clocked. Yeah, you did listen to 109 hours of Lady Gaga this year, you faggot. That's what they said to me. <laughs> That's what they said to me. My favorite experience with the running ticker of what other people were listening to was one day, probably like 10 years ago at this point, Joe left the house without realizing he had left like oh, no. a wicked song by itself on repeat. No. Wasn't it applause? I mean, probably oh, maybe it, it was twice. applause. I thought yeah. it was like the wicked soundtrack or something and it would just like go over and over and over and over and over <laughs> yeah. and over and he like didn't, he wasn't able to go turn it off for like hours. <laughs> and then oh, one day, God. well one day my crazy little monster ass, when applause came out, I did like let it stream all day because I was like, Mother Monster needs the streams. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, God, and I just didn't put it offline so people could see it. So that would have been all top five of your Spotify wrapped. And right. <laughs> Lady Gaga would have been all of your top five. I live for the applause, 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 applause. Well, that brings us to, I mean, great segue. All of my top five songs this year are Lady Gaga songs from the album Chromatica. What? Uh, and it should be no shock that she is my number one artist of the year. Vibe. I love that. I think that it's just like, the fact that Lady Gaga's career has been so, like, it, it's just like lasted for such a long time and that she has had so many eras. Like, I mean, Chromatica is like a whole other level in my opinion. I feel like she's broken out like hugely just as an artist. And that's also me being like very like oh, ha, 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 about it, where I'm just mm -hmm. like sitting there listening to it and being like, they're all bangers. <laughs> <laughs> but like they are. She said no piano ballads this time. She said all bangers. Mm. She gave them to us, honey. She yeah. did. Girl, she really released that music. Mm -hmm. And she released makeup this year too, I think, or last year. She or will not recently. Stop releasing <laughs> makeup. Like, oof. Plus, she just announced today that she's partnering with Oreos to release Chromatica Oreos. 
Yeah, Ooh, there what? are. They are pink, and the icing is green. Absolutely. Yeah, and like I know that I'm talking about capitalism a lot, but like let's really bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is like the subline of the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it, something that's so interesting about her is that like it was all about this sort of like idea of fame and like how like out there she could be and how much she could sort of like turn the idea of fame like on its head and almost like parody it while still being a, like a sincere artist. And I feel like almost like even her like being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like partner with Oreos. That's still kind of like this little tongue in cheek thing of like, this is a crazy weird fucking thing that famous people do is they, partner with some like nonsense thing that doesn't have anything to do with what they do to make money you yeah. know i've always too thought like yeah the ethics of being a pop star are crazy wild but gaga has always done a fun job with it like even her perfume that like she said i don't want to fucking sell a perfume but when they were like gaga we're gonna make so much effing money if you put your name on a bottle of perfume and she said fine but it has to be black like the <laughs> She was like, I'm only doing it if the actual liquid can be black, which like wasn't even a thing. And then they invented it. And, but it sprays clear. So like, she's an innovator. She's an icon. Like you obviously. I mean, that's it. Gaga invented it. She invented that. Emily, what is on your Spotify wrapped list here? Oh my God. It's uh Dish. She's embarrassing. She's super embarrassing. And I feel very attacked by it. Um, my top artist of the year, believe it or not, was Fallout Boy. Go on. Nice. <laughs> I had this weird awesome. like, resurgence with them this year. Um, and I don't know why. Maybe it's like that like comfort thing, you know, like when things kind of go crazy, you want to listen to music that like makes you feel comfortable or that you like know, you know. Mm -hmm. But I I'll have to pull it up, but it's that and like a lot of Broadway, I think too. I think cool. like Tim Minchin was one of my top artists. <laughs> I don't know who that is specifically, but the Hades Town cast is on my top five for the second year in a row. Nice. Oh my God. I couldn't stop earlier this year and then I kind of like faded off, I think because I, I had listened to it so much and I was just on the brink of getting sick of it. And I was like, I don't ever want to hate this. So I have to stop yeah. before I get sick of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's real. I love Hades Town. Oh my God, she's so gorgeous. It's like, you can't, I, I don't think that like anything compares recently. It's, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, please. It's funny. Cause like my roommate and I were talking, everyone is kind of embarrassed. Like I was about to post on my story, like the screenshots of all of my artists. But, okay, but let me talk about this too. Apple Music's version is bad. Like it's not that good. Joe is an Apple Music holdout. I'm an Apple Music bit. I know. It's like, feel free to judge me. I judge me every day. It's so funny because I'm the exact opposite. I was a Spotify holdout and I still have both. Um, Go off. You have I'm not, both? I'm not a hoity toity bitch, but like I have both. Um, I use both. I don't have Spotify <laughs> premium, but I right. still have my Spotify. I also, I have both. Why would you have both? So I, the thing is, is that I always was a, I, I was a holdout 
on Spotify. I was like, I don't need it. I have Apple Music. I have Apple everything. Like, it's just all connected. I don't need to like worry about it or think about it, whatever. And I don't want anybody looking at what I listen to because it's all fucking Broadway and right. all out boy and nobody cares. Um, and then uh, earlier this year, a couple of my friends um, from my improv team, actually, we all, you know, had a group chat and we decided that one of the things that we were going to do to like bond was we were going to make a playlist, like each of us was going to make a playlist of all the music that we were listening to that to at that time and share. Mm -hmm. um, and so everybody was doing it on Spotify and I wanted to create a playlist. Exactly. And I, and I did. But if you don't have Spotify premium, you can't put the songs in the order that you want. Wow. And to me, flow is the most important thing about a playlist. Oh my God. It's vital. You're, you're speaking my absolute language right now. Mm -hmm. There's just like, no, it's not a playlist. It's just like a like pile of songs if it's not in order. Mm -hmm. Like that's mm. a mix, like make it a mix, make me a mixtape, you know? Vibe, vibe. I want okay. a whole choreographed, orchestrated experience. Exactly, an experience. This is also why I still use my Spotify because like last Christmas I made a bunch of my friends playlists and I did it on Spotify so I could like, because none of these, like nobody has Apple Music or it just seems like nobody does, you know? Right. I feel like a lot of more people use Spotify. Joe, but, do you also pay for, no, you just said you don't have Spotify for me. Okay, I yeah. was like. No, I ain't got the preem. I used to though, and we, I, I, I do like things about the Spotify platform better than Apple Music, but I'm very far deep. I feel like you get, they push different kinds of music at you, mm. but um, I like Apple Music because they have all like these pop stars do radio shows and like they have all these exclusive interviews with these pop stars I love. Mm -hmm. So like but, that's cute. But what's different about the Apple Music rap? What oh, do they, they, tell they you? show you how many hours of each artist you've listened to. Oh, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to know that. Right? Like, it doesn't sound good that I listened to 109 hours of Gaga or 48 hours of Dolly. That's the well, jump, how much by the way. Did, yeah. The jump is literally, the, yeah, the discrepancy from 109 hours of Gaga and 48 of Dolly Parton. Which, and then the, the next one is BTS, which is 39 hours. I only got into BTS in July. Like, Joe, what was it last year? How many hours of Charlie XX did you listen to? It was like Ooh. 300. No, it was like 40 something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. But it I know. I mean, it felt like 300. But it was still, it, that was like a, way higher than like the next one, like this. Too. Oh, yeah. Charlie was my number one last year for shiz. I can't find my Apple Music rap. Now I kind of want to know. Like, I want. I can send it to you because it's impossible to find. Yeah. The Spotify one is too. I don't understand it. Why isn't it? I, like, mm -hmm. now it came up now and I got it now, but it's just like, why isn't it the first thing that comes up when I Wait, open up my phone? I need to talk about this. The thing is that Spotify is doing so many funny things too. Like, they're telling you what genres you listen to the most. And mm -hmm. I like that they give you, an, like, this song helped you get through it all. Like, that's just a very good, like, fuck marketing, evil science, but like that makes me want to get Spotify just for that. So I get that at the end of the year. But that's just the number one song that you listen to. I love it. I don't know okay. why. It hits the, you with feelings a little. Right. And like Apple Music doesn't have that. And like I saw one of my friends, friend of the pod, Steven Jackson, posted his mm. song that got him through it. And I love that song. And I texted him about it. And I was like, I ain't got, I ain't got. <laughs> but 
Um, oh, there's a new genre that Spotify is trying to push called Escape Room. I don't know what that is. Exactly. But I saw it. Exactly. Boggled. What, I'm boggled by that. What the fuck is Escape Room music? And I asked my like my roommates from Brooklyn who would know this thing, and even they were like, "Girl, I don't know. It's everything and nothing. Like nobody knows what Escape Room is." I, I saw question. Oh God, no! Please go ahead. I saw someone post today that both show tunes and Broadway were in his top five categories. <laughs> It's like, it's like those are the same thing. I saw not that all I show tunes that are on Broadway. <laughs> Joe, I just did the math, and you listened to more Lady Gaga by herself this year than I listened to music on Spotify. I mean, yeah, yeah, because I listened I mean, to your podcast hours would be crazy long. insane but yeah. i listened to 94 hours total this year and you listened to over 100 hours of lady gaga just gaga and girl when i tell you that goes on like I, it goes on like we're not even to the girl groups of k-pop yet and then kylie and ariana and it's like mm. how did i listen to 15 hours of ariana it just adds up it just adds up it just adds up mm-hmm one thing that I do love is that like this like story feature of the way that they present it to you, you know, rather than it just being like a list. I was just looking through mine and like it shows me like, oh, this is the song that got you through it all, right? Mm-hmm. And so it shows a song and the song actually was uh, the song Sex by the 1975. Go off. <laughs> because also like to me in my head, I guess this year it was also like 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and so- Oh, is that it- an old song of theirs? It's yeah, it's like one on one of their older albums. Um, I the next slide just says the story of your 2020 with sex. Wow, 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 wow. Because sex is the name of the song, and I was like, well, girl, that's a different conversation. Yeah, read the room, Spotify. (laughs) Literally, wow, Spotify is just more fun. It is. It's way more colorful and beautiful. Um, but I did confirm from I I made a resolution for this year that I wanted to explore more music and stuff, and it oh, says yeah. that I uh, discovered 111 new artists this year, and I have listened to 99 genres, 59 of which were new. So I did oh, good work. God. Oh wow, yeah. I like that. That's like a quantifiable goal, thanks to Spotify, is that you can see that you literally did listen to more new music this year. That's amazing. I remember you wanting to do that, Sam. I remember we worked to make that happen. Yeah, and I think I actually accomplished all of my resolutions for this year. And I've been, I've already started making a list of my resolutions for next year and I have nine already. Oh my God. Wow. Can you ask what they are? Or is sure. this a later episode? This is for a later time. Well, that, that's probably a good idea, but I mean, I could, I can tell you a couple. Give us one, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I want to journal every week. Wow, <laughs> that's a very good and like achievable goal because like for an sure. every day is like obviously a, it's a what's it called, a high order. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, and I was and I was trying to do that for a while, and it is just too much, frankly, for what because it's it's hard to go from doing it none to doing it every day. So I'm trying to do in between that, and then I also want to run 100 miles every month, and those are two of the ones that I've set for myself so far. You better oh, work. Wow, truly. I think I, I can accomplish these things. 
I absolutely think you can. I, I see you on Instagram all the time with your running and working out and everything like that, which is so cool. Girl, this one. They'll be lucky if you catch them standing still. True. Joe, start <laughs> working on your resolutions because we'll have to do that as an episode on a couple. Ooh. Actually, oh my God, one of our episodes will come out on December 31st. So that'll yeah. be perfect. The thing That's is, all. it'll be perfect. I have low resolution. <laughs> but you have some. I have some, but it's like 700 or whatever, girl. I only have 10. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can be HD this year. You don't have to be low resolution. You can be HD. I'm so you're 10, in 4K. <laughs> 1080p. Oh, oh my God. And I love that for you. And you love that for me too. <laughs> like, I, I, Emily, Sam like favors, maybe I would say, Sam, correct me if I'm wrong. You like favor podcasts. Like, are you off? Like, will we catch you listening to music or podcasts more often? Like, if you're I on mean, the train. I'm a, I'm a talk radio boy. I love podcasts and I, I mean, to, I mean, I use them. I don't even listen to music while I run. I, it's all talk radio yeah. all the time. I basically only listen to music when a new album comes out or in the shower. What about you, Em? I'm definitely, I, I like to listen to music while I work and I always was very much like a music person when I'm on the subway and stuff. I have like two or three podcasts that I really like. Um, but when I'm like doing something, sometimes I find it hard to like pay attention, you know? And I need to just have like that background music or something to like vibe to. Totes. I, I've recently rediscovered, uh, I mean, this is a joke that people say, but I do love listening to lo-fi beats when I'm <laughs> studying slash reading. Uh, and, I, and Spotify has a gr some great playlists for that. Oh, I mean, Spotify yeah. is like the playlist king, I feel like. I, I never realized how, actually, I mean, like, that's honestly what I kept Spotify for. When I, like, after I listened to a bunch of music and made a couple of playlists of my own and the kind of stuff that they were making for me, I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, Apple does not have anything on that shit. And I will oh, never, I ever talk badly about Apple, even though it is, you know, a horrible technological conglomerate you know we hate capitalism here today absolutely um, yes ma'am yes god <laughs> I, it's like i will talk shit on apple for you but the genius like yeah like they're just it's just not as good like spotify pushes different music at you it's just a different vibe but i do kind of it's weird because like, I feel like they push more classic shit at you on Apple music. And then like, it's like really hipster on Spotify, like, like new, crazy, weird, obscure shit. Like they'll try and I show wonder you. Just like, even like algorithm wise, just the amount of like sub genres that they have is just more than what right. Apple has. Because also it's like, Sam, like what you were saying about like show tunes and Broadway. Show tunes and Broadway. Like the, those should be the same thing, but like the duality of that into, I mean, of course, the duality of me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> show to the Broadway. Uh, it's 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 really cool, and more and more each day I become a Spotify stan, and one day I will go ahead and click that unsubscribe button on my Apple Music, but I don't know if I'm ready to let her go quite yet. That's real, and you don't have to. Do you, <laughs> do you listen to Apple Radio ever? I don't. Um, I, yeah, like I'm not, that, that's the thing is that I have two music subscriptions and like now that I'm working, like I, and I'm doing like a customer service job. So I'm on the phone a lot. Yeah. You're I not. don't mm -hmm. get to listen to music really that much while I work, which sucks. That's real. 
I know I like need to like, I need to listen to something while I work now. Mm -hmm. I, like, yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, I mean, it just like drives you. It just gives you that little, like that little bump. It makes the time go quicker, honestly. And like Sam, I, for me, I feel like when I listen to podcasts, sometimes the, I feel like I really feel every second of that time, you know? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's true for you. <laughs> well, oh no, I'm saying like, do you, do you, like you don't feel that way. You feel like it, it passes the time just as much as music might. I don't know if it passes the time, but it, I like sort of lose myself in it because I'm just sort of intently listening to something and I like drop out of where I'm at physically. And I'm mm. just sort of like picture, I'm just sort of like feeling myself in the room with people having a conversation. Mm. And I like, don't think about where I'm at in real life. I like that. I like that. The funny thing about raps and like all of these music services collecting our data so obviously and selling it back to us in a package format just to be cute is like when you fall asleep, like Jenna, my sister said that her entire top five songs were like white noise, red noise, brown noise, or just like things you fall yeah. asleep to because they like play on repeat someone like, i saw today had like 42 hours of air conditioner <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i never knew that that was such a thing like needing to fall asleep with that sound or like fall asleep with the fan on or something i uh like took my air conditioner out of my window uh like a couple weeks ago and i told my friends i was like oh yeah you know i'm getting so much more light in my bedroom now that the air conditioner has been taken out and she was like right but how do you fall asleep I was like, what do you mean? She was like, how do you fall asleep without the air conditioner? I was like, I don't, I don't sleep on my air conditioner. Girl. Like, what are you talking about? And she explained it to me and I, I like, I had no idea. That was never something that I did. Uh, yeah, it's not like my preference. I prefer general silence to ambience. I'm not opposed mm -hmm. to like, I'm not opposed. Like my sister, like I said, I've stayed at her place and she uses like a white noise machine or whatever. But like having your air conditioner on when you don't need it just because you need a noise, it's like, grow up, Mary. I don't know who your friend is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but truly, I was also like, that's terrible for your life. Like, <laughs> right? like, and you aren't doing? you freezing all the time? <laughs> I feel like I would like white noise, but I've never actually tried it. Right, right now, though, I've been falling asleep to meditation tapes, and they're mm. great. Same shit. I mean, not really, but yeah. Mm -hmm. It's similar. It's still like... It's something. It's something yeah. for you to fall, to lull you away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I And I usually fall asleep before they, they're ended, and it's like 12 minutes long. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I know. Jealous. I'm out. Wow. I think that the only thing that ever made me fall asleep that quick was the actual, those episodes of Joe Para Talks You to Sleep. Like never listened. Oh, Who's that again? My God, Joe Perry. He's a really, really funny comedian. Um, yeah, he does like, a lot of stuff on Adult Swim, um, and he had this like special. It was just a, like a show of him, kind of like he has a very gentle voice. He has this very strange, like you know, demeanor, um, and this like kind of character that he puts on. And it's just this very soft, very gentle. He talks about kind of very mundane things until you fall asleep. Um, and it was absolutely delightful. And I, he's also incredibly funny. I would, I would recommend anybody listening to go and, you know, look him up. 
uh, listen or watch any of his stuff because he's great. And I, I did meet him once and I ate a burrito with him. Uh, <laughs> Take you to dreamland. Well, because we we brought him to our college to perform, and you know, By, with our with our comedy money, um, and he the comedy money, you know, the that, famous money you make <laughs> by doing comedy. Of course, it certainly wasn't money that we had to beg beg our school for from the administration. Yeah. The colleges will supply the comedy clubs with money if you <laughs> fill out the legions of paperwork. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> And then we used to have this thing too, where you would like have to essentially like all get together in a room with all the other clubs and like for more money. Like after you filled out your budget, like you would stand up and make your case. Oh, wow, get, that's way get more money. money. No, it was wild. The Penn State football team just makes so much money that they take pity on us if we fill out the applications. Oh my God, really? Well, we don't have to plead our case. They do just like give us the cash if, uh, <laughs> if you know, we dot our I's and cross our T's. They just as like long as we can prove that it's being yeah. used for the yeah. It's like we're going to LA for educational purposes to mostly um, go to Venice Beach and then maybe <laughs> go to a UCB show at night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> one year, yeah, one year, I like. Totally fucked up because you're like not supposed to stay in Airbnbs because they pay for your lodging. Mm. And I just forgot to book the motel we usually stayed at. So I was like, oh, I got an Airbnb. Is that okay? And then they were like, mm, no, that's actually not okay. That's like not protocol. And I we just like had to cry. So that time we did beg our case. One of our hot friends just kind of went in and was like, we're gonna do this. And well, I fucked up hot. even worse one year because one year I was a week late for submitting the paperwork and we couldn't go. So yeah. <laughs> no school. That was really great and not one of my worst memories of all time. Well, uh, they love advertising the deadlines, right? Of course, because well, they definitely don't want you to forget to ask them for money yeah. that they can just keep in their pocket. Totally, and in yeah. this case, they had changed the deadline from the year right. prior, so it's fine. Uh, we, we don't need to dwell. This happens. We really don't. Are you still bitter about ago. it? We don't need to. <laughs> I'm not bitter about it. I'm regretful and like beat myself up inside about it. But it's mm -hmm. fine. It's fine. We had a staycation. It was lovely. It was great. Um, well, this has been a lovely talk about Spotify rap. Why don't we move into our final segment of the show called Iconic Not Iconic? Emily, in this segment, we have pre prepared topics. And we'll, uh, we're going to go through them one by one, and we'll count down from three. And at the same time, all three of us will say whether we think that thing is iconic or not iconic, and then we'll discuss. Amazing. I love that. I say things are iconic every day in my everyday life. Absolutely. Every day in my everyday life. <laughs> every single every day. Just day to day in my everyday life. <laughs> First up, we have stress balls. Wow. Ooh. Three, three, two, two one. one. Not iconic. I said iconic. Just did I feel you? Like I did, but I'm like I. I am on the fence about it. I just feel like everyone knows what these things are, and like they're not there. I guess they're sort of like an old standard. I feel like people don't really use them anymore. Did but they I ever? Feel, I think that people used to. I feel like they used to be a lot more of the moment than they are now, and maybe their star is fading and ha or possibly has <laughs> faded. But I feel like these could still be icons, and I think people would know what they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think just as like a as a thing, 
they are, yeah, like they are well known and things like that. And there have been those sort of weird like spin-offs of different types of stress balls and this and that. And I'm surprised there hasn't been one of those like, you know, millennial startups of like the new stress ball with like CBD that seeps into your skin. Well, the new stress ball was the fidget spinner. Yes. True. It was all the, the fidget spinner. I had I loved my fidget cubes. Yeah. You guys know those things? Yeah. I've never seen that. Uh, oh, was it the thing that has the little like, you know, has a button and a little yeah. swirly yeah. on the side? It's sort of like a bop it but tiny. Yes. yes. It was literally so great. That is the perfect description of a stress cube or whatever they're called. Yeah. Mm, you know, tiny bop tiny, it but teeny. Yeah. Little bop it. <laughs> I'm just like I think stress balls were just like, you know, corporate merchandising that like nobody asked for. And like one day we just had these balls and people were like, if you squeeze on them, all your problems will go away. You know, like, I feel like it was just like the eighties, like rot them. And like, I think somebody gotta get the energy outside if you squeeze the balls and all your problems would go away. But it's like, girl, <laughs> Either like actually go squeeze someone's real balls and have sex with them, that will actually de-stress you, or go on a run that will actually de-stress you. You sitting at your desk squeezing a ball is gonna stress you out more. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. It's gonna give you carpal tunnel. Mm -hmm. Well, isn't it? It's probably like to stretch out your muscles and make sure you don't get carpal tunnel, right? Is that what it's for? I don't know. To relieve the stress of your hand. By stressing them out more? I know. By exercising them. Sure, sure. I feel this, but aren't you exercising them by typing all day? Like, I just don't know. No, because mm -hmm. that's like all cramped up in like one position. Crinkle, crinkle. But crinkle, I don't know. Crinkle, I do have to say that I feel that they also get a bad rap because they are associated with giving blood too, which, and giving blood is an amazing mm -hmm. thing. Everybody listening, go give some blood. Um, if you are able, mm. um, but like when you have to squeeze onto it, where they stick this huge, like needle in your arm, that probably leaves a bad association. Well, here's my general, my thing is like, you know, when you're getting a shot or something and you're like, you're stressed and you tense your arm up. Oh yeah. That makes it hurt more. Like that makes the shot pain last longer. Mm -hmm. So I usually just try and have my arm like hang all dangly and then they stick <laughs> it. But yeah. I feel you. I feel yeah. like that's a common misconception. Like people like do like tense up when they get a shot and it's like, if you let your arm hang, it hurts so much less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, when they I make you hold the ball and then release it and it's like forcing mm. all the blood out. Mm. When I get a shot, I get really tensed up on the other side of my body, but then yeah, I try to be like, Relax on the on my the side of getting a shot. I try to like cut myself in half and sort of right. Just like, right. But on the other side, I'm like, the left brain screen. doesn't know what the right brain's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Lol. Next up, we have croque monsieur. Excuse me. Is this is a sandwich called a croque monsieur? Oh yes. Okay. Ooh. What do you think about her? <sighs> wow. Okay. Three, Three, two, one. Not iconic. iconic. I don't think so. You're saying iconic? I'm saying iconic. Okay, please, please explain. go ahead. Because I, first somebody tell me what a croque, what a is it croque called? A croque is a like jam and cheese on the sandwich and then more cheese on top usually. Okay, and um, go. 
So I think for me, just anything with that much cheese on it is iconic. (laughs) You add that, of course, to the fact that it's French, which is also, in my opinion, iconic. That's real. Um, That's real. I see that science. You couple those two things, and this is just for, you know, just an added bonus, is that I am um, absolutely in love with Anthony Porowski, and he uh, made a video making a croque monsieur, which I watched like a month ago, and I was like, this is amazing, and I love it. Do it again, please. I'm sad he cut his hair. I mean, I'm not like really sad about it. Sorry. Is he buzzed now? Yeah. Yeah. He just did look really good with longer hair, but it's okay. I'll come back. Um. I think the iconic croak is the croak madame. That's with the egg. Right. I just, I don't, girl, I didn't know that. I couldn't have told you that it was the one with the egg. (laughs) Like, I just know the name croak madame. I've heard it around. So to me, that's the more known, more iconic croak. But girl, I obviously maybe have never had either of these Air French sandwiches. So um, uh, maybe I'm not the best judge of their iconicity. I actually, I love an egg on a sandwich. And I mean, the, even in my in my meeting, the eating days, I loved ordering an extra, I would love having an egg on my like burger or whatever. And now mm. in a vegetarian state of mind, I eat an egg sandwich every day of my life. Oh. Live in the dream. Wait, how do you like your egg on your sandwich? You just fried usually. I don't like it too runny because I want to like eat it all. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. like such a stand for a runny egg, and so I get it like medium, but then I, my fingers always get sticky. That's that's real. I scramble it so that it like can get all the veg- vegetables up inside itself. Oh, that's good. That's too. good. More of an omelet sandwich usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like absorbing the new nutrients, you know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> and finally, oh, sorry, what were you gonna say? <laughs> no, we were just speaking French. Oh, oh yeah, obviously, but we were, we we are were having. I love that. In French. <laughs> I took French for five years and got a C or below every single year. <laughs> Yo, yeah, you Why did. Why you doing it? <laughs> yeah, you switched to German eventually, right? Okay, German was the best. It was so easy. It was literally just English. You should have um, been taking German the whole time. Well, they didn't offer that in my high school, so. Oh, you took German in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You crazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. My thing cut out and I didn't hear what you said. No, so, I, I said I, I said a bad word and I just started whispering it because I was starting to say a bad word. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, finally, <laughs> we have Scratch and Sniff. <gasps> Three, two, two one. one. Iconic. Come on. Oh my God. God, no oh my contest. God. Like, don't quote me, but John Waters might have invented Scratch and Sniff mm. with some, when he used it for his movie. I think it was Female Trouble. I could be wrong, but John Waters, you know him. Of course. Yeah, he, I think, it, but he called it Odorama, which is so funny. And it was like all these nasty scents that were in the movie. Like, I'm sure it was like puke and then you scratch it and it's puke or whatever. It's like those little, those beans, like the jelly beans that you get that taste like gross stuff. Absolutely. 
which is like insane to me that people created that kind of stuff. And they were like, this would be fun for you to eat a jelly bean that tastes like barf. And people were like, yes, it will be fun for us. We will buy it and we will do it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I was one of them. But scratch True. and snap, I mean, that's just no it's, contest. I, I mean, it's like it. magic. Like you touch a piece of paper and a scent comes out. It's like, how did they even think to do that? What's going on there? And where's the science? What's the science behind it? Will we ever know? I need to know. The tincture. The, how does the Yeah, how does the scratch activate the sniff? The adhesion, the scratch and sniff transformation. It's an alchemical process. And I feel like the sort of elevated version of scratch and sniff is like perfume samples in a magazine. Oh, wow, yeah. A little oh, bit. Um, Scratch. You just have to pull that weird, really sticky oh, thing apart. I love that. I love how much it's like so obviously so much chemicals, but it's like how how fabulous is it that your Vogue smells good? Like that's just so fabulous. If I buy a magazine, it better smell fucking good. That's like I used to stick my face in those like, <laughs> smell the shit out of them. <laughs> Elwood's oh. resume also sent it. Wow, exactly. Oh, another iconic moment. Mm. Truly. Sniff is such a funny, great idea. It's so camp. It's very simple. And it's like audio, it's like sensory on a way. Like nobody ever thinks to incorporate smell. And that's a good way to do it. Like the only other way I've heard of like entertainment really incorporating smell is like, you know, have you ever been to Disney World? Uh, yes, the 4D theater. Girl, the 4D, it. exactly. Oh my God, Like yes. soaring where like you fly over fucking orange fields and all of a sudden you smell some orange extract blowing at you from, you know, a, an airplane vent above you. It's like, <laughs> they're trying, they're trying, but there's something about the also tactility of scratch and sniff that is so fucking mm -hmm. fun. I mean, it's like that. And then I feel like we'd be a mess to not discuss it uh, while we're on the topic of scratch and sniff and smells would be those markers. Oh, wow. That, those amazing smells. True. Absolutely. I forgot about those. That was crazy. That's it's like another level. It is unfortunate, though, that they could never invent the scented marker that smells better than a regular marker. <laughs> <laughs> True. I'd like to report a truth bomb. <laughs> the thing is, it's like... <laughs> like, I'll smell a Sharpie every day. I don't need it to smell oh. like an orange. I have a perfume that's Sharpie scented. That Was it the Black Lady Gaga perfume? <laughs> it's Sharp <laughs> by Gaga. <laughs> Literally, I also, like, some teachers would give out scented stickers sometimes if you did good on the quiz or whatever. Like, that's amazing. That's a novelty. It's like, that's an incentive to get a good grade. It is an incentive. <laughs> oh, my God. Boom! I almost <laughs> put sticker stickers on the Iconic, Not Iconic list today. We but can then I was like, today. Literally, everyone would say Iconic. Everyone loves a sticker. <laughs> Literally, I can't, I can't think of anybody who would not. And even you know what, Joe, that reminded me is that when I would get those stickers on my quiz, I no matter what, I would I would try to scratch and sniff them in the yeah. hole, even Literally. if it's like a little elf like carrying a book bag. Like I would be like, does it smell like apple? <laughs> Elves with book bags smell like something. They couldn't have 
right. charge that thing with a scent. Right. It's like he definitely still smelled like gingerbread. And it's like, <laughs> I don't feel like I did as well because there's no scent. I'm missing something. When I was six, I really wanted to know. Like, I had to know what that smelled like, if it smelled like anything. And I'd be like, still smells like a sticker. Okay, you know, we still got a good experience out of that. Still a good smell because it smells like a sticker. <laughs> okay, That's but... what I'm saying. Like, things don't need to always to be scented. Like, things by themselves can just smell like themselves and be smelling good. Be smelling good. Stay Sam, smelling Sam's good. new perfume. <laughs> I have been thinking about getting into the perfume what's the what's the other word for that called uh whatever whatever it is but like i I feel like i feel like that's something to explore in a post-covid world that'd be fun literally for post-covid because people who get covid can't smell or taste anything and it can last (laughs) a very long time do people recover from that or do they just always lose their some people don't yeah i guess Some people, as far as I know, I've heard some people maybe don't recover. There's like, I think the most extreme case is like it comes back, but not as strong in like a couple months. Those are like extreme cases. Some people last like a week or so or like Mm -hmm. two weeks, but yeah. Yeah. That would be awful. I know. It would be, I mean, just in general, horrible. Just awful. like for a foodie like me who loves exploring <laughs> new foods and you know, my favorite food isn't an egg sandwich with a plain seltzer. Like I just could never, oh I could never go without my Yeah, Your refined palate would be so missed. I know. We would um, be at a loss. What would we even talk about? I mean, I would be at a loss because apparently, and I'm realizing this now, I love to smell shit and I have loved to smell shit since I was a kid. Okay, but remember the markers that smell like I why did the grape ones smell bad? Like I love artificial grape flavors, but that one smelled like shit. I'm feeling so attacked because I was just about to say <gasps> that the grape one is the best one. Well, maybe I it was a different brand. Maybe one. it was a different brand. Controversial. Girl, I was Stand in like, your truth, Joe. You grapes. Like, maybe your truth. Well, no, it's like, it's confusing. I'm confusion because I like artificial <laughs> grape flavors usually, girl, but that one, it's like the marker and there was like, I don't know if it was like flowers on the side or if it was Rose Art or what brand, girl, but yeah, it whatever. smelled like ass to me. It smelled like grainy. Like I could like, ugh, gross. I do love the smell of ass, you know? I mean, that's a whole different thing, girl. Give that's me a why scratch I'm smelling the elf sticker. That's a whole different kind of scratch <laughs> and sniff scenario, huh? That is visceral. Um, this is beautiful. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for being here. Um, before we get to plugs, we always want to remind everyone to go out there and get tested. Uh, <sighs> get, get tested, girls. Figure it out. I've, I've gotten <laughs> Figure it the fuck out. Figure it out. I've, no, I've gotten three COVID tests, and I will get another one this coming weekend. Uh, so hopefully we're all aware of our statuses high and low. Um, we want to remind everyone to get registered to vote, babies. Come the on. election is over, but our involvement in the political system is not. Uh, and there's more elections around the corner, and you got to get your voices heard. Finally, give back, give your energy, give your time, and give your money, and give your uh, give your thoughts and feelings and emotional readiness to the things you believe in. Um, Emily, this was so wonderful. Do you have any final thoughts? 
I just, I absolutely love this. I think that all of that is amazing. Vote, get tested, et cetera. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I have had such a good time with you guys. I really appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, I have been joking all day with my boyfriend about being a friend of the pod. So that's what a dream of mine. Uh, and hopefully that <laughs> has been accomplished today. I love that. Girl, where you did can, it. You are a friend of the pod. Where I'm can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Play-Doh Pool. That's like Play-Doh, the, um, I was going to say the food. You can eat it. <laughs> but Play-Doh, like the clay. Um, and then Pool, P-O-L-O-L-E. Oh, my gosh. And the, the plug is not happening today. Play-Doh Pool. Um, and then on Twitter at This Is Emily. Okay. Perfect. Dope. You can find me at Queervo Queen on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow this show at Word on the Straits, spelled S-T-R-8-S, on Instagram and Twitter as well. Love it. I'm at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow my other podcast, The Bitter Jurors, where we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender every week. Uh, wow. At Bitter Jurors Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Gorge, oh my Gorgina. god. Gorgina, absolutely. Emily, Perfection. like you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> we are Thank one. you so much for being. It was so much fun. Thank you guys again. Hopefully, this was amazing. Maybe at some point our paths will cross in Brooklyn again. I hope so. Anything is possible when the world opens up. Mm -hmm. And thanks to Dolly, we have a vaccine coming. Oh. Absolutely. And it was, you know, I feel like I helped by streaming her music for 48 hours this week. <laughs> two full, you actually sat there for two full days and just listened to it, right? Would, would she have had those millions of dollars to give had I not been streaming? I don't you know. Personally, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that the conversion rate is 48 hours. Every 48 hours that you're listening to on Spotify, you get millions of dollars. <laughs> well, it's Apple Music, so it's a little bit more. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I bye everybody. Bye. <laughs>